This episode is in partnership with Roomvo. Roomvo is the number one room visualization tool used by manufacturers, retailers across the globe. To find out more information, visit get.roomvo.com. UK Flooring Podcast. Firstly, just wanted to apologise for our late podcast today because someone we have now discovered, i.e. me, forgot to turn mic 2 on. So we had Johnny from the Floor Design Studio in Yorkshire in the studio yesterday and in my wisdom, I didn't turn mic 2 on. So apologies, but we will re-record and we will put that out. And that will be next week's episode. So, we have done a... We wanted to continue this month with the subject of training and developing your business. So, we do have some pre-recorded contractors and other shop owners ready to go. But this month, we're really focusing and doubling down on training and development of your business. So, that's what we were covering with Johnny from the Floor Design Studio. But this podcast, we have... We haven't even thrown it together. Me and Mrs. C. Impromptu. <laughs> uh, have ran into the office, jumped into the studio, and here we are. So, six ways to 5x your profit in your flooring contracting or retail business. So, if you're a contractor out in your van or multiple vans, or if you own a shop, this is going to be for you. So, this is going to be six ways in no particular order how to 5x your profit fast. That's a big statement, we know, but we're going to go for it. How we miss this? We are. Right. In no particular order, at number uno, client experience. Wow. Big subject. We've only got 45 minutes. <laughs> 45 minutes on that. Okay, so I would say my number one thing in developing your client experience is quoting and quoting quickly, okay? Isn't it um, always the case that you try and get any form of um, tradesmen round, they come out, they do the quote, and then you don't see them for dust. It's either that they don't give a shit and they can't actually um, get their quotes out to you at all and you're constantly chasing them or they don't get them out um, as fast as they should be. And that's not about rushing the quotation. It's not. Oh. No, but the last thing the client wants from you is they've come to you for a result and for an answer to the questions that they've got. So at any point they're waiting. So it's like waiting waiting for your food in a restaurant. If it's a little bit too long, you get a bit pissed off. So it's like with quotations, if you get it that show that you really care, that that's it's got to be one of your number one priorities. I know we're all busy, I know either we're on the tools or we've got loads of quotations to do. But there's ways round sort of managing that on the client experience. So one of those ones would be when you've finished um chatting to your client, always tell the client when they will expect the quote and then actually follow through on that promise. Just so if you only do your quotes on a Friday, let them know they'll have it on Friday. Make an effort to hand deliver it. Put it a first class stamp on it. Email them. If you email them, send a text message. Just say, hey, Mrs. Smith, just to let you know, I've now sent your quotation. If you don't receive it, do let me know. 
It's about speed. Um, <laughs> yeah. d- just don't get Do it, lazy. Doing what you said you would. Do what you said and stop being lazy. Um, an unclient experience, how does your shop look? How does that, when someone walks through the door, have you got carpet rims like slung on the floor? Have you got like next week's order like out? First impressions are everything. And that doesn't matter if you haven't got a shop. What about when you go and look at jobs? Have you got the right samples? Have you got a box full of the right colors? Or do you go completely unprepared? I don't know what the technology, not the technology, the psychological thing of people make an assumption of who you are and what you're about within 30 seconds of you opening your gob. (laughs) But that also translates into um, when you're going out to your site measures, how are you presenting yourself? And how are you showing up? And we've had a bit of a controversial subject about this before, haven't we? About the difference between someone showing up like a double glazing salesman and turning up in um, fitting clothes that are absolutely smothered in glue. There's got to be a fine line balance between the two of them. And some of the people that we work with, one of the recommendations we do, especially if they're doing quoting like on the way home from jobs and things like that, is just have a second pair of fitting trousers in the back of the in the uh, clean, clean ones in the back of the van just to pop on before you go in. Because presentation is absolutely everything. And even if you can't be bothered to stick some more trousers on. Brush it. Yeah. yeah, (laughs) Brush it. (laughs) Wipe the glue off your chin. No, um, even if you're a shop owner and you're doing the estimators or you have an estimator or you're on the tools, I think the happy medium is just to have a hoodie, um, a jacket or something that's clean that stays in the van just for meshes. That, that With your company logo very clearly put on the front. So no shirt and tie and shiny shoes, no shit like that. Just a clean appearance with your company branding on is enough to show that you're actually professional and you give a toss. So this first section is a little bit of a whistle-stop tool, but think if you were the client, and I get it, I know we're all busy, and I know we don't sit and think about these things, but before we start thinking about prices, before we think about being the cheapest or being reasonable, both, put that to one side. Think of how you are presenting yourself at every stage of the client's journey so if that's when they enter the shop if that's when they phone you so is your answer phone message actually an answer phone or is it the gift cap cap voicemail voicemail yeah it's like no just think of how this client and then compare that to how the big boys are doing it so you know bentley newcastle rolls royce manchester whatever it is i know this is a little bit of an extreme but would you expect someone that's selling you a Rolls Royce to turn up with glue down the face or you just f- they forgot the tape measure or something like that. You just wouldn't. You wouldn't expect that. So just do better. Look at how you are presenting yourself with the client experience. Then the whole point of this podcast is how to 5X your profit. If you present yourself and your client experience is world-class, your profit on the job that you can set and your prices can be higher than your competition and people will expect that higher level of quality service, workmanship, everything like that. And they will pay more, therefore more in your back pocket. Correct. Is that fair, Mrs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I was just about to say, 
even think outside the box and, ex- in, and, and have a look at your own experiences that you've had with other trades or, as you said before, in a restaurant or, as you say, going into a garage. I had an unbelievable client experience the other day myself um, where um took the car to the garage and as I pulled into the car park, they were stood there waiting outside. I got with the clipboard. I got out of the car and they said, Mrs. Cockrell. And I said, yes, this is amazing. Would you like a coffee? I said, yes, I would. I would love a coffee. Thank you. They took me in. This is your person that you're going to be dealing with. This is your first point of contact throughout this whole experience. Here's your courtesy car. And I was away. And it was like unbelievable. Um, and I have had other experiences before with other garages that have just been dreadful. But then you got um, at lunchtime, you got Dave the mechanic, whoever he was, doing a video tour said, of my car. He was like, "Oh, and uh, this is your brake pipe that's not corroded. So that's great." I'm like, uh, this is the tre- uh, this is the tread on your tires. Three point six. Three point six on your. These are the ones that are in green. And yeah, it was it was different, and I've never experienced that before. Although we've had this brand of, of vehicle for a long time. But that client experience was world class, and it's probably one of the things that would make me think twice about moving to a different brand. Exactly, and it, or you could have took your car to Tony down the street. We love Tony, um, and uh, you know, and then it's like, is my car done? No, nah, mate, I've not got round to it yet. But uh, and then you know, then you're yeah, driving, throwing your keys at them. Do you do courtesy cars? Nah. All oh, right. So what, do you want to get the bus home or? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, uh, John will give you a lift. and But you'll have to find your, it's just not a great experience. And mm. this is something simple of getting an oil and filter change mm. in your car. So that's no different to fit in a bedroom carpet. That's no different to fit an LVT on the ground yeah. floor. Yeah. And we'll come back on to it in a minute. But it's, people love that experience. And I don't care if it's a 10 quid job or a hundred thousand pound flooring job if the experience for the client is world class your profit can reflect that Absolutely. so that's number one mrs c mm. um we're gonna love this one i've got i've scribbled them down um so at number two know your numbers <laughs> if you haven't listened to our podcast but where has all the money gone? That's one you should be listening to next because this is one thing that you and I will bleat on about all the time, isn't it? Exactly. And, and the key thing with this is, so if you're wanting to 5X your profit, the number one thing you need to know is where you are right now. Because if you don't know where you are now, how the hell are you going to 5X it? Because you don't know what to 5X. So if you if you've made... 10 grand last year how are you going to do 50 grand this year but if you don't know that that first number good luck good luck exactly (laughs) and if you are a sole trader now right now is the perfect time to get your accounts up to date and get them into your accountant so you know at least where you're starting from because again one of the things that people forget about is what their desired profit needs to be and so if you don't, what's, what's the desired profit? Yeah. So what do you want from your business at the end of the year? But if you've got no way of knowing where you're starting from, you know, if you've only made 10,000, well, if you want a five exit, you're going to be looking at 50 grand. So you need to plan that into your numbers. Um, 
knowing your numbers is such a massive, massive topic, isn't it? But you've got to understand these things. You've got to understand what the burn rate of your business is, what you need to be able to do to break even. You need to look at what your own household income is and what your expenditure is. You need to look at your fixed costs, your variable costs, all your budgets. Um, and the one thing that people don't do, planning, planning. I think an interesting one, planning, which everyone on this podcast that's listening now is going to be, oh, I can't believe they're talking about this. Cash jobs. <laughs> Cash yeah. jobs. Yeah. Now, I've got a small amount of experience with this. That's fair. Small. <laughs> HM Revenue might be listening. No. What I mean by that is I know what it's like to be a man in a van or a man with a shop and someone says, oh, could you do this for cash? Can you, your cash, can you lose the VAT? Can you lose it? Yeah, we've heard it all before. We know we know where this conversation is going. However, yes, people want to try and avoid the tax. Yes, it goes in your back pocket. Yes, you take your missus um, or your husband out for a meal. I get it. I understand. However, if you are serious about 5x in your profit, how the hell can you make any planning when you don't put your cash through the business, I understand it saves the tax. I understand you think you're bumping the fat man, all that type of stuff. I don't need to go into it. But how can you make any sort of structured plan if you are feathering money out the back door and it's not being recorded? I mean, if you do record it and they find out, you'll be up for Good it. luck. Uh, yeah, yeah. Your little black book. Yeah, the, yeah <laughs> if you get caught with your little black book, you'll know about it. But no, what I mean by that is if you are serious about taking your business to the next level, in my honest but humble Humble and accurate opinion, (laughs) just put put the money through. I know you're going to pay more tax. I know you're going to pay more VAT. But you can wake up on a Monday or whatever day and actually know where you are. You can actually plan for the future. And I know loads of people do the cash, but one of the biggest turning points um, is accurate accounting for most businesses. If you know that everything in your accountancy and everything is as straight as an arrow, you can make very, very good decisions. You can make proper planning. And if the cash runs out, it's a lot easier to salvage what's what's gone right and what's gone wrong. But if you've got a cash surplus every year of like 30 grand that's vanished under the bed, it, it's not the way to make, let's say... Good financial decisions. Good decisions, yeah. yeah. And, and a legacy um you just can't do it i'm sorry but you can't mm-hmm. so and then what happens then when you want to get a mortgage or you want to take out some lending and your business isn't perfused at the end of the year they're going to look at your, your company accounts and something's off i mean we can sniff it off a mile away you can see yeah. you can see it on the accounts clearly um because the numbers don't stack up so you can't even set your pricing structures if you're not recording for that cash yes you could you know do some budgets based on your cash going through just to try and figure out where you're at but it doesn't make any sense at all um and they're clamping down on it oh yeah yeah it's gonna yeah everything's digital um and i I wrote some notes down again about if you're not a numbers person like me or you're you, you don't want to be involved in that find someone in your network so either a great accountant a friend um, um, family member, a mentor, someone that you can be accountable for the money that can explain it in your terms. So you know where you are because there is no way you can plan to 5x your profit if you've got absolutely no fucking idea what, what's going on. 
and you're living hand to mouth and you, you're having good months and bad months, it's impossible. You're on a miracle round to devastation. And, you know, like all businesses, you're going to have ups and downs. But the whole point of this is to reduce those. Is there anything else, Mrs. C, you want to cover on knowing your numbers? No, I think just understanding what metric it is that you want to that you want to track. So you don't need to know the ins and outs of everything like you just said. It might just be one particular number that you're looking for. You know, if you're wanting growth, then, you know, you might be looking at your net profit margin, your gross profit margin. You may be looking at um, your current ratio. All of those things get get a handle on that one metric because it doesn't need to take a long time. But I think the biggest thing is to be up to date with your accounts at any given point. And, and making tax digital is is bringing people into that era of being up to date at all times. Um, and I would suspect that in the next few years, well, I'd not suspect, I know in the next few years that making tax digital will also cover corporation tax and income tax as well. So it'll have to be re- reported to the revenue in real time. So there's no kind of cooking the books at certain points within the year or moving stuff around because it's going to be reported in real time. The other thing we haven't touched on, which we'll touch very um, small amount on, otherwise we'll be here all day, meter squared price. So <laughs> well, Here you go the, again. Yeah, the, right. There's nothing wrong with charging per square meter as long as you actually know your numbers. So what I mean by that is if you're charging your £7 to fit a carpet, 40, 50 quid to do LVT, 30 quid for floor sanding, whatever it is, that's cool. I understand that. But if you do not know your current burn rate, i.e. how much it costs to run your business daily, weekly, monthly, if you do not know those figures up to date and you are charging per square meter, you are completely winging it. And you might disagree with me, that's cool. But you are just leaving it to chance. You, You are leaving it to chance to have good months and bad months. If you can figure out, either with with a financial advisor, accountant, or someone that knows what they're doing, what you need to be taking every week, then look at what you are charging per square meter and just double check that is covering everything and leaving you desired profit. So all your overheads, your wages, everything, your lad's wages, whatever it is, and then your committed profit. If the meter squared is covering that, that's cool. If you are charging per square meter, because that's what you've always done, that's what Tony down the street does, stop winging it. It's entirely up to you. You might think I'm wrong, but take it or leave it. That's my opinion on the matter. I'm going to be, I've just lost a a thousand listeners. Um, He's talking shit about square meter rate, but just stop winging it Mm -hmm. or at least do your numbers. Okay. Let's move on, Mrs. C. So the next one is your network. Mm. What's that mean? So making sure that you have the right people in your network and also expanding on it, growing it, making sure you are um, circulating with the right people. One thing we got from this is running a flooring business in the UK is lonely as hell, proper lonely, because all you do is you see your family and your friends on a weekend and evening, you see Mrs. Jones for three to five days or however long the jobs is, and then you go to the next job. So you're not communicating with other people in the industry. You might be now more social media is coming along. But as a whole, it's lonely. It is. Is that why you got me involved in the business? Because you were lonely. <laughs> I had my violin out. 
Lonely. But one game-changing thing is, you know, speak to other people in the industry, join groups, coaches, mentors, friends, uh, people you can lean on for advice and help. And there's loads of training providers out there who've got great experience. Just make a concerted effort monthly, daily, weekly to broaden your network. It's the old, your network is your net worth. And I truly believe that the guys, you know, the, the, the fitters of the year, the, um, the people at the top end of the installation game in the flooring have great networks that, that seems to be, you know, you don't, there's not a vast amount of the top fitters that don't know anyone. I don't think, but because they've, they've put the, the graft in honing their skills, but that doesn't have to be just fitting. That's the business element of it. So join local business clubs, um, speak to other people who own businesses that you maybe can have a pint with or whatever, and just make an, an effort to, you know, this whole podcast is about increasing your profit and learn from other people. I think um, we are all pre-designed to problem solve in this industry um, in particular problem solve and firefight is what most people do on a day-to-day basis but imagine if you had a network that anytime there was a problem you had at least somebody in your phone that you could ring and ask for advice whether it was technical advice whether it was business advice whether you wanted to just reach out to somebody about that question um, whatever it might be if you had the most amazing network that you could do that you'd be like oh I know I can ask somebody else's help on this and it is about asking for help but the other thing with network as well which we haven't touched on is getting rid of the people that are in your network that aren't going to support you yeah Yeah? because Janice 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 down the street and one of the things that you can do with this and and I know we we've we've done this so this anybody that's listening that's now not in our network probably (laughs) will start thinking why aren't they um Facebook you know, so you've, um, you know, look at who your followers are. Look at the people that are interacting with you on social media. Are they constantly taking the piss out of you? Are they, you know, are they always kind of putting you down? Are they supporting you? Um, cheer- yeah, you want your cheerleaders on there, you know. Um, look at those things. You need to do a call. Yeah, get rid of the people that are just negative Nellies all the time. Um, and just get rid of them. If they're not serving you within your existing life and your business, things change, don't they? Tony that you used to go to school with that just complains about everything. But get friend, see, see you later. Don't need to see that. Or someone that's, yeah, exactly. Someone that's always complaining about shit, you know, that's always wishing that they were fitter, healthier, and they're always, you know, they're always not doing what they said they were going to do. Um, look at your existing network, and if there's something that's not serving you in there, get rid of it. The sometime crew, the maybe crew, the might do crew. Mm, mm. Same with same with friends. You know, as you grow older, your you, your circle of friends changes, doesn't it? And I and I again, I'm a really strong believer that if you can count your closest friends on one hand, that's a really good position to be in. The people that you can lean on, that are your biggest cheerleaders. You don't need any more than that. That's what you look look at the. I think that's what I do. In fact, is look at the language people are using. Mm. If it is the maybe crew and the could be, and oh, I'd love to do this maybe one day crew. 
I can't cope with it. It's either we're doing it or we're not. So you are a black and white, yes or black. no. It's either black or are white. Are you doing it, yes or no? We had this same conversation last night, didn't we? Because yeah, so <laughs> I'm a little bit more of a procrastinator. I need to know the detail. Yeah, it's either we're doing it or we're not. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, make an effort to increase your network. It's lonely. You know, Come on this podcast, come and have a chat. Attend training courses, swap numbers, and, and just check in, see how people are. Send them a voice note. Stop hiding behind social media or just send the odd voice note. Uh, we have a private group um, that with Cochrane Co Alliance where we need up to 50, 50 people from all around the country that share and help each other that, that want to be in that environment. And we're just constantly saying, ask for help, ask for help. But also that's the thing that people say when they come on Flooring Freedom as well, that afterwards, you know, you've got a group, a group of people that are all there to share experiences and learn from each other. And... The, the buzz that you get at the end of the at the end of the two days it's absolutely mega it gives you goosebumps because people are just like wow I, I I'm not the only person that's going through this I think that's just the beer and the curry we've got <laughs> definitely, <laughs> definitely not but so yeah. next one we will fire on keep moving on to this next one recruitment oh recruitment. humans humans to, um, <laughs> to, uh, normally if you are one person in your business, Yes, you can make it profitable. Yes, but you are only one person. So you're the marketing team. You're the fitting team. You are the sales team. You are the finance team. And there's only so many things that one human can do. And I know a lot of people are stuck in the mindset that they don't want to employ someone because they're never going to be as good. Or, But to make your business more profitable, you're going to have to at least lean on some other humans to make it more profitable. And that's either doing one of two ways you can either recruit somebody internally or delegate out and outsource um and one of the ways that you can do that is start looking at um what we what we would class as five ten and five hundred pound tasks now that has changed a little bit because you can't employ anybody (laughs) you can't you can't you can't um, employ somebody now for five pound an hour because um that would be wrong um but we we learned that differently didn't we so um getting rid of the stuff that you don't want to necessarily do starting off with those five pound tasks to start off with is a really good way of is is looking at that Um, and we could spend all day looking at those things um but i think the biggest thing is with this is understanding what you enjoy doing about in your business and what you don't particularly like doing in your business you still have to be a master of all of those things. So if there is a certain element of your business that you don't understand, you have to master it first before you can outsource it or give it to somebody else because otherwise you have no control over what that person is doing or how they're doing it to the standards of what you were expecting them to do. So you have to master that first as the first step um, and then you can start looking at how to um, recruit somebody into that position. Two things we've used that has helped us scale and make us more profitable is really odd ones if i'm honest so one is recruit six months before you need the person which people like, i don't understand how you can do that well trying to find someone can take up to two to three months to find the right person because you've got to go through interviews and we're all busy and this type of thing so it, that period of time takes some some time so let's say two to three months then you've got an induction period to see if they're definitely who they are and they're not an axe murderer or something like that. <laughs> see if um, they're a fit. You, you know, and then also you've got a three-month probationary period. So 
What I mean by that is by the time you've recruited, by the time, by the time they have done the probationary period, you are then certain they're the right person. So if you're expanding your team, even though at the moment you think, oh, could this work cash flow-wise, as long as you've worked your numbers out and you can make it work financially, recruit six months before you need someone, not when you're up against the wall shitting yourself because you've got work coming out your ears or you just simply plan for those recruitment, plan for the, the team increase. And the other one, which is quite interesting because I think you maybe agree, Sarah, we won't name drop, but we've got a new member of the team starting soon. And a strange thing someone sent me once, don't, it, no, it was Ed Grant from Kite Flooring. Hi, Ed, if you're listening. Get excited about the person that you're employ, employing. And if you're not excitement excited about your new recruit, it's the wrong person. So be excited for them to start. If you don't have that small, tingly feeling in your tummy about this person starting and working for your business, it's the wrong person. And that was that. 100% that was agree a great with you. take on from Ed. So thank you for that. But yeah, we've got a new recruit, Cockrell and Co. We Cockrell. have. Yes, we can't release any details. You know who you are. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're a little bit excited. Someone from the flooring industry that's been in a long time. But mm-hmm. But yes, we're excited, that's it. Exactly, yeah. Is there anything else on recruitment, Mrs. C? Um, yeah, I think just taking taking your time with it. And the other thing is, um, is starting with yourself and your core values. Yeah. 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 Um, understanding where the fit is within your business as well and recruiting the right team. Um, if you, again, if you haven't listened to it yet, my podcast that I delivered on Airy Fairy Core Values is a really good one on how to understand what those are, what that means and how to put them together so that and, and how to put the principles in place to recruit the right team member as well. Um, they have to be a great personality fit um, as well because otherwise you just end up clashing your way around. The uh, idiot version to that podcast was basically think of things that really piss you off. So if you really get pissed off by people being late, swing that round on... Uh, people being prompt and then the interview question would be give three examples when you have been on time and reliable and reliable mm-hmm. so there's your interview questions mm-hmm. but think of things that really annoy you <laughs> and really sort of then turn them around how you think they should be and then stage an interview question mm-hmm. um and then lastly depending on who you're recruiting uh, we recruit all of our office team here at cockrell and core and truth digital via video so we ask people that we want them to be a a presentable nice human being so we ask them to do a video because it does put off a certain caliber of people and so everyone that's here at Cockrell and Co has been recruited using video CVs but that's mm-hmm. another interesting one so if you want information about that reach out to us we'll let you know next one mindset and managing your own emotional state <laughs> what's going on with that Mrs. C that's a huge topic again isn't it really we ain't got enough time to be uh, delving into the realms of that but I think that is probably one of the if not probably on par with knowing your financials as to one of the reasons why any small business may fail is that people don't have the capacity to manage their own personal mindset and emotional state. What's the, if you, again, this podcast is on 5x your profit. So you might be the number one fitter in the UK. You might be able to fit any floor in with your eyes shut upside down on the ceiling. That's cool. And you might have some great customers and you might be also charging loads of money. 
You might be. Having you might the, be. You might have the best business there is. Exactly. However, if your mindset and emotional state is absolutely on its ass and you feel terrible when you wake up and you can't be bothered and you've got no motivation or you're in a toxic relationship. Or, or you turn into a puddle as soon as there's conflict. Yeah. If, if you can't get a handle on your drinking or, or drugs or anything worse than that. But there's all sorts of different elements of managing your emotional state and being in control of that. That's the difference, being in control. So if you have to go to the corner shop to get four cans, you have to. You just have to. That's not being in control. If a customer complains at you and you, as Sarah said, turn into a puddle, turn into a puddle, you have not got a handle of it. Mm-hmm. This isn't something you're going to be able to get from a book, or from, well, you can get from a book, but it's complete persistence of looking at ways and tactics to get a handle of it. Mm-hmm. And the way is, in our opinion, um, can be around exercise, can be about downtime, taking time away from the business. What you actually put in your gob. So your, <laughs> I was just your, about to say your that. Your food, your alcohol, things like that. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, drug drugs can bring you up. Alcohol can bring you down. Um, have you got a complete handle of that? Or do you just need it? We're not talking about... You know, we could be talking about being alcoholic. But we could also just be talking that... You, 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 Duration and consistency. Consistency is the number one. Yeah. So, and getting the handler of your, your diary and... So you can say no. Mm. You are in control in your business to say no. Mm-hmm. So when it's family time, when it's time to close the laptop, you are in control. Mm-hmm. And this is something you're going to have to work on. But if you can do that, again, that will ref- reflect on your profit. The main thing with this as well, though, it's not an overnight success. So just watching what you're eating for a week and coming off the beer for a week is not going to... It might help years. a little bit. It's years and years and years. This is not something that's going to happen overnight. And actually, when it when you try and change any habit, 90 days is the benchmark because what will generally happen in the first, you know, first three or four weeks, you might find it a little bit tough, but you're like, oh, this is good. But then it's thereafter um, that you then start really feeling it. We have, um, we've, we've had before accountability with certain individuals within our network, haven't we, about improving their own personal performance. And it might just be, um, okay, they've committed to exercising three times a week, no takeaways, um, no beers. And it is a 90-day program. And it's for that reason, because you have to change a habit. And a lot of the bad habits that we have are the things that will have a direct correlation to personal performance. Um, just we, We've just come back from holiday a couple of weeks ago. And for three weeks, so Tom had asked me, um, if it would be possible for us to just really knuckle down and get clarity on our on our um, diet before we went away. So we set up a little challenge, which was three weeks of eating 1,300 calories. 1300 calories a day, which was consisted of rice, chicken, a bit of tuna and water. That was pretty much it. Um, it, it was not lovely. Um, for the first week, how did we feel? It was absolutely, we were starving. Starving the first week. Then the second week was, it was different. It was, we weren't hungry, but we weren't low hungry, on energy. Low on energy. But then by the third week, you got used to it. And it was it was really good. And actually, um, the feedback that I gave to our PT was that I felt like I had so much more energy. 
I felt cleaner. I felt healthier. I felt a bit more on, on my game. Um, we went on holiday. It was all inclusive buffet. And by four days in, I was sick of food. I never felt um, more full in my entire life. And I don't think we actually like overindulged. I really don't think we did. Um, they, they were, they were really good. Um, but again, we don't, we don't drink. We we generally don't drink on an evening or anything like that. We'll not have on a school night. Not on a school night, definitely not. We'll have, night, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's all of that. It's just two, about consistency. Two other tactics. One's dead simple um, and one's a much bigger thing to look at to do with this because we're, we're doing a bit of a whistle-stop tour. But again, we're looking at how to 5X your profit. So the first one would be to have a planner, a diary, um, some way of recording uh, what you are going to do this week and to keep you on track. So your three critical items that you're going to get done and unconditionally, so that can be you know pricing a job, doing something in the showroom, whatever it is, just have to happen this week. That can even go to the gym or no matter what. So three of the critical factors and then basically a glorified to-do list that you follow. So... An example with us, we, we structure ours on a Sunday evening before the telly starts, so between sort of six and seven. And then we fulfill that through the week, ticking things off, and then check back on on a Sunday. It's a bit more detailed than that. Um, anyone wants to see the Cochrane Club planner, we do have them. So let me know, and I'll quite happily share you the, the documents we use. And that's on a Sunday. So that's a really simple thing. You could start tomorrow. And if you want a planner, let me know, and I'll uh, we'll have a chat. But... So that can be done instantly. However, the second thing is actually know where you're bloody going. Are you just getting up, getting some money, and then getting back up again? And then Groundhog Day. If you've got complete clarity on your future, yes, it's going to be a bit of a windy road, yes. But if you've got actually no idea what's hap- you know, if where you want to be in 12 months, 3 years, 5 years, if you've got not a Scooby-Doo, that is going to affect on how you perform at work. Um... And again, it's not something that you're going to wake up with a light bulb above your head, go, hey, I know exactly what I'm doing. But take some time away from the business. Take some time with loved ones, with your family. How does this need to look in three years' time? How does it want to look in five years' time? What sort of profit do I want to be making? Make a plan and try and follow it. And if it doesn't work, try something different. But put consistency, effort into your future. Yeah. Going a bit woo-woo there, but it works. It yeah. is, but that's the leverage. Because without the leverage, you've got no idea of anything. The best way of doing it is if you think you're getting in the car or the van and you're like, right, I'm going here, right? Where's here? Oh, well, I've just put it in the satin. I've way put it in the satin. Oh, I don't know. You're not going to get anywhere. Eh? You're not going to drive anywhere. You're gonna be, or you're going to be driving around in circles around your hometown. But you're like, I want to get to here. And then a really good way of doing that is because we all we might do it around sort of shiny objects, houses, um, cars, holidays, retirement. retirement, sell a business. The great thing to do is which we speak to our clients quite often about is when you think of oh I'd like to be in this position, ask the question why. Well, this is gonna sound even more weird. Ask the question why ten towns. So it's like oh I just want a bigger house. Why? why? Give you clarity if it was a good idea or a bad idea. Very simple tactic, but. Try it. Just think of, you know, you know. I want to put another van on the road. Why? It'll be more profitable. Why? And then it, if you answer it with complete integrity and honesty, 
it'll give you the it'll give you a good answer. And and that's really strange. It's funny you should say that because we have done that exercise with a couple of our clients before um, about expanding. But why? But why? But why? But why? And then it turns out actually they don't want to do that. It's because everybody expects them to do it, and they've actually then gone the other way and downsized. Exactly. So it's it's a really good, powerful question. You are correct. So the last and final uh, element of this podcast to 5x your profit. The only way you can get more profit normally will be consistent and quality work. And to bring that through your door, there's going to be lots of you that work on just recommendation, lots of you that need an influx of new clients, a very different type of businesses. But there's some really simple, and this is the last element of the podcast, is sales and marketing because sales is where the money comes from and the marketing can generate that so i've put it it's at the last but it might be not it's certainly not the least important of this podcast so as you see what can we do with sales and marketing even though it's my expertise but what would you think well i think you need to start off with the stuff that doesn't cost you anything yeah so um google my business is a really good place to start um get a handle on your own personal brand your brand identity you can do that through things like canva and um canva is a free program and if you haven't heard of it have a look at it but you can you can create your logo you can create your um you can create all of your brand identity through that and you can make really nice professional posts for your social media and everything else um I like to look at sales and marketing from a free perspective as well. Yeah. Stuff that doesn't generally have to cost you anything. Um, and again, it's just about consistency. Um, choose one social media platform that is your go-to place that you're going to find your customers and concentrate on that, master it, and then move on to the next one is probably the biggest tip. Yeah, If you need to. Mm. You don't, yeah, you well, might not need one to. One completely underutilized element is... A lot of us have been in business 5, 10, 20 years, whatever. And we speak to all these clients and they, if you are doing a good job and you are holding a great reputation in your area, one thing people don't do in the flooring industry, we see Mrs. Smith, we do our best, we fit their flooring or whatever, we invoice them, we extract their money out of them and then we might get a referral from them, we might do their next house that that's uncertain but that tends to be how the client journey works but if you look at mcdonald five guys or anything you, you could be a customer for years and years and i know we're not selling burgers we're selling flooring coverings but the key thing here is you are extracting data from every client you're working from so normally an address and a telephone number and an email so there is free software depending on how many emails you have like mailchimp and things like that what's a constant contact is another one there emailing functions and if you spend the time or get someone else to do it put in your first name second name and the address and the email address into programs like that a great way just to wave the flag of your flooring service is to send them a merry christmas happy easter summer holidays job of the year something of value just to say hey I'm still here. Remember me, I fitted your floor. And this is going to take time, which costs money. But if you send 300 of your best customers Merry Christmas or Happy New Year or whatever it is, 
we're not spending big money to marketing companies or things like that. I mean, marketing companies will do it for you. Our company here, Truth, will do it for you if you just want to pay someone to do it. But the key thing is these people like you. They want to buy from you again. But if you are making contact, yes, we may not be able to sell them again um, because flooring is done over years and you know people like that. The key thing is all of these humans have a big network. And if you are making effort to make contact with them, on a reasonable basis just to say hey so and the flooring industry other marketing companies may disagree with me but once a month i think is about enough if you run an installation business you're just leaving money on the table that is not not there because if you get a service done in your house like a back bedroom of carpet after six months they've forgotten about you even if you give a world-class experience they're like who did that again but if you just make an effort to contact them and just say hey we're still here Look at all the big boys. All the big boys are doing this. Sports Direct, Flannels, Holland and Barrett, everything. If you give your email... Jet 2. Ryanair. Whatever, they're all doing it because they're just going, remember us, remember we're still here. But in your emails, if you just give something of value, don't just go, hey, do you want to buy some flooring again? They're not interested in that. It needs to be you. It needs to have personality. So again, it's on Mrs. C's free list. Just takes a bit of time. But the faster you do this within your business and then just keep adding to your email address, uh, email addresses to it, unbelievable results. You know, you can get five or six jobs by sending a simple Merry Christmas um, because people renovate the houses in January. So the stronger your email list, it's world class. Um, and, and then the other thing, if you want to scale your business, make your business more profitable, you want to have more jobs to bite at the cherry. Um, apart from using your existing customer base, Google AdWords. Um, Google AdWords, you can ask Google to tell you where you want to work, what you want to do, um, what service you want to do. So if you just want to do carpet in this postcode and you only want to spend 75 quid a month, you can set it up for that or you can get someone professionally to do it. So um, we have around 50 clients uh, with True Digital that we run their AdWords for them and we get them the exact work they want. So it's the two things there. Use your existing client base by making contact with them after the event of the floor fitting. Floor fitting. And for new inbound loans, have a, have a decent website built properly, and which is your shop front, which we could talk all day about how websites should look and this, that, and the other. But And then if you want an influx of more work, you're going to need to do some marketing of some type. type. The thing with this is consistency again. It's a bit like the um, mindset and emotional state you can't just do adwords for 10 minutes and then like then that's it you, you're then profitable you need to plan this over a 12 or 18 month period that you will send ads or you will just do your marketing that's free over long periods of time and and that especially when you're busy if you're absolutely off your head with fitting jobs still keep your marketing going because you do not know what is around the corner you do not know um and then but the key thing with this is once you've got a little bit too much work one you can put your prices up two you can tweak your margin three you can be more selective who you work for so having too much work is a great problem to have because then you can 5x your profit by being very selective of who you work for when you work and why why you're doing that type of work if you have no work at all you will you will do whatever you can take normally um, but it's a very nice position and to that's be in. usually the wrong type of customers exactly yeah so you, you're not going to be in a great position i'm um, just ref- going back to that 
number one thing um, in your marketing toolbox about recommendation and referral. Um, referral programs are really, really good things to do, but I wouldn't promote it. No, we don't promote it. Just um, And the other thing with that is asking for feedback, asking for a review. Is get your really reviews in. get your Google reviews, and it doesn't cost you anything to ask for a review on Google, and it can be the number one thing that is going to drive your business forward. Even if you don't forget, even if you forget everything else, getting that recommendation, getting the referral, it's the number one way to get business, can, and it's free. On on Google, there's a button that says. Um, Ask, ask for more. a review mm-hmm. that will give you a, a link you can whatsapp or you can email and just ask these clients all the time get two three five google reviews a month bumps you up the seo it's completely free it builds your authority so many advantages of using it and it's completely free why why would you be paying marketing companies tens of thousands of quid when there's some simple things to get right first and then if you want to scale you know get get some world-class marketing from from a company but I hope that was helpful of six ways to 5x your profit in your flooring, retail, or contracting business. If this was of value to you, we have a special offer. Is it offer? Is that cheesy? So in July, on the 10th and the 11th of July this year, we are running the biggest educational course we have ever run. This big, is at, big. <laughs> this is at the King's Hotel in Darlington, and we we have the ballroom. Uh, we're not doing ballroom dancing, um, but what we are doing is bringing some of the best in the business and ourselves. Um, and it's a two-day course residential where you'll be in and around some of the best flowing contractors in the country or shop owners or whoever and we will take you through all of the stuff we've gone through on this podcast and a lot lot more wait Um, for your head to fall off (laughs) there is tickets will go live on the first of may which is monday isn't it which is monday yeah um our website cockrellandco.co.uk go into the training section you must be on the priority list to get the discounted tickets. So if you're listening to this um, this week, which is the 27th of March, um, you need to be on that list. Otherwise, if you listen to that a little bit further down the line, go to the website, cockerellandco.co.uk and go into training, and that will give you the information for this huge event. It, it's not to be missed. I know I've got a biased opinion, but we are doing VIP seating, um, Upgraded rooms, upgraded rooms, upgraded food. You get a chance if you if you do some of the VIP stuff, you get a chance to have a mastermind dinner with us and some of our guest speakers and as well, and all of our team. Um, you're going to get to meet um, a lot of different people, all in the same boat as you, to share some experiences with as well. Um, we're really excited about this because it's going to be it's going to be mega. Um, but yeah, we can't so, wait to get going on it. If you're serious about taking your business to the next level, if you're serious about being more profitable and you just want to do better in any way, that doesn't matter if you want to stay on your own, fitting flooring, or if you're in a shop or any state, any stage of your flooring journey, I don't care if you've been doing it a year or 25 years, there is something in this course that will be of value to you 100%. Um, 
we only we only kind of do this on the basis that we want one thing to be taken away from this at least at least that uh, will change your business that completely will change, forever. change your life forever and we get that on every single one don't we yeah. and it's absolutely mind-blowing and with that confidence we say to our clients all the time if you don't get that we will refund you in full, in full. so yeah and we've known if you we'll come along to this and you think what a load of shit we'll refund you we'll refund you the but you can't pretend we're now triple, <laughs> triple figures. So this course that we've run, we normally run for anywhere from 10 to 15 people. There'll be a few more this time, I would think. And we're now well into triple figures. So hundreds of people have now been through this course. Again, like we said on the podcast, look at our reviews, look at who we work with, look at the results with other people. Reach out to them, ask them questions. Yeah. If you want examples of how how that's changed other people's businesses. It, it's your choice. Or you could just stay the same, but that's completely cool with us. If, you know, if you're happy to stay exactly where you are and you're happy, that's cool. But I think you might be surprised. But I'm also guessing that the people that are listening to this podcast are the ones that want to better their business anyway. I'd hope so. I would hope so, yeah. And with that in mind, if you're listening to the podcast, first of all, thank you. Um, massively appreciate your time listening to our podcast and us drivel on. Um, if you want to come on this podcast, please reach out. I'd love to have you on to chat over who you are, what you do, or I'm happy to chat certain subjects. Again, manufacturers, wholesalers, anything of those nature. We want the best of the best. We want the best LVT, the best carpet, best wood, floor sanding. Anyone in the flooring industry that you think will be of value, I'd love to hear from you. We'd love to have you on and have a chat. We're trying our absolute best to make this um the best it can be and a community of people that just want to get better i hope this was a value to you the six ways to 5x your profit in your flooring business um and apologies it's a little bit late but we will be releasing johnny's soon have an awesome rest of the week and from me and you and we'll get some work on now we will Let's go. Have a great day. If you'd like to find out more information about what we do, you can visit our website at cockerellandco.co.uk. That's cockerellandco.co.uk. We also have an Instagram account, which is cockerellandco, and also we are on Facebook. Once again, don't forget to subscribe to this podcast, and we look forward to to see you here again soon.